Just for the record, I never know what Jeremy's going to show when he does those. That's a pretty good one. And uh, also, when I was getting my sermon together this week, <clears throat> so last time I was with y'all, it was what, the week after New Year, and I spoke about, you know, having goals and like doing this, and I was going to do my New Testament in 90 days and all this and that. I ain't done it. And I wasn't going to tell you all about that until he just showed that video. <laughs> I was like, dang. <laughs> I just got called out by God. But, yeah, I, I, I did. I had that scribbled out. I, I was not going to mention that. But, anyway, so uh, a lot of things. I had a lot of time to prepare uh, this Sunday. Matt told me about this about a month ago. And... For those of y'all that have heard me the last couple of times, in true CE fashion, I did not prepare. Well, I tried, but I, I kept getting something different every time. So a uh, few things that, that stuck out to me when I, I started praying last weekend, you know, all right, what are we going to talk about? I've already used all my good material. What are you going to give me? And life happened, got busy. And I didn't, didn't focus on it. So, but I kept looking for the signs every day. So this week, uh, y'all know I gotta stop. I'm trying to stay on track, but I'm gonna go back and forth. All right. So this week was the first week that I haven't had to drive for UPS since like October. And uh, I thought, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have some time to to work on stuff. I'm going to have some time to get it together. And like I said, didn't happen. We, uh, but dad and I had a good week. We got a lot of stuff done, but that's, uh, that's where I had to go back and think about throughout the week. Where did God speak to me? Where was he throughout that week that I was finally able to, so I thought, slow down. So anyway, I saw something. It was on Facebook or something like that. You know, I've started looking for signs. And uh, there was a post that somebody had made, and it said, seek God, trust God, and praise God. I thought, well, that's pretty good. You know, those are, those are three good things. I could, I could go with that. But as the week went on, uh, it, it wasn't doing anything. Like, I wasn't getting anything else from it. There was something missing. I was like, I, that's a good one. That's not what you want me to preach on. We do need to seek, trust, and praise God. But that's not what you want me to preach on. So Monday, uh, worked preload, and then Lane had to go for his two-year-old doctor's appointment. So I took him to the doctor, and uh, he got his shots, which Chelsea's not here, and I doubt she's listening on the radio so I can talk about her. Uh, I think she knew that he had to get shots <laughs> and didn't tell me. <laughs> so we're in there, and uh, she's like, yeah, everything's good. You know, he's good. He's healthy. Uh, Got to get a hepatitis shot. Might as well go ahead and get a flu shot, too. And I said, we're getting shots today? She's like, yeah. Like, well, I see what you're doing. So anyway, that little sucker took it like a champ. He was tough as nails. And uh, I thought, well, all right, you know, I'm going to, take him back to Carla's and 
I'll get some stuff done. And then it was like, you know what? Why not take him with me? <clears throat> Excuse me. So he spent the afternoon with me and Dad and put out hay and fed. And, y'all, that boy eats that stuff up. And, and I get caught up in, like, I need to do this. I need to do that. I've got to get this done. I can't do it with them with me. But a good uh, preacher friend of mine, one of my best friends, told me, when I became a dad, and I've shared this with y'all too, I said, Chad, what am I going to do? And he said, I also said I wasn't going to get emotional this time. Uh, he said, take them with you. Teach them. Because if you don't, somebody else will. So Lane came with us. And that little sucker's right there doing everything. I mean, we're, you know, it's so muddy right now, we can't get the tractors out in the pasture and stuff. So Dad and I'll put hay on the back of our flatbeds drive out and we'll push it off and lane's right there push push so that was monday well then tuesday i realized that i wasn't going to be driving all week and dad and i talked and i thought well you know this would be a good opportunity for us to sell some calves that we hadn't been able to because i've been so busy driving so we worked on that tuesday me and him together and kind of somewhat got a game plan together that was going to change at the last minute and uh Come Wednesday, I got to do one of my favorite things. I got to saddle up, and me and him went and gathered, sorted off a bunch of calves, and uh, had a, the guy that we are selling to, I, I'm probably I'm getting somewhere with this, these stories, y'all. Y'all know how I work. Uh, so the guy that we sell our cattle to, in a, he's got a cell barn in Cord, and he's a cowboy preacher, super great guy. His name is Jeremy Cox. If y'all ever want to get online and look at his sermon he preaches at Pleasant Plains he's a great guy but uh so he sends a we call him you know last minute what like one o'clock 12 o'clock one o'clock something like that he said I got my boy on the way right now he'll be there in an hour and a half so he's got three boys and they all work with him and uh sure enough he was there with a the big rig about an hour and a half hour 45 minutes later and we loaded him up shipped them out well the sale's not till thursday so uh wednesday night i get home i told chelsea i said you know we finally got our calves shipped out and stuff we're gonna go to the sale tomorrow i said uh i think i'm gonna take lane with me well he i didn't know he heard me say that and uh he goes i go sell daddy i go daddy and pops i go daddy and pops and i said yeah I'll, you know I'll, I'll take you if i can if i can so anyway Thursday morning, I get off work, and I'm coming home from Four City, and Chelsea said, uh, Lane thinks he's going to sell you and Pops. I said, well, I, I think we can do that. I said, you know, I, he heard me say it, so I need to take him. So I go pick him up from Carla's, and he comes outside, and I said, you ready to sell some calves? He goes, I sell calves. I go and sell Daddy and Pops. Y'all, long story short, that boy had, I wish I could have the pictures to put up on the screen of how much fun he had. And... His daddy enjoyed it, too. Uh, I mean, I was, I was pretty proud. But I told y'all all of that to tell you this. So yesterday, I was thinking about the uh, seek God, praise God, trust God, and the song popped into my head, A Father's Love. Y'all know that song by George Strait? I got sent home. I'm not singing, I'm just talking, trust me. 
So I got sent home from school one day with a shiner on my eye. Fighting was against the rules and it didn't matter why. When dad got home, I told that story just like I'd rehearsed and then stood there on my trembling knees waiting for the worst. That part right there stood out to me because I feel like that's how I'm going to stand before God. <laughs> Shaking. Nervous. But he said, let me tell you a secret about a father's love. A secret that my daddy said was just between us. He said, daddies don't just love their children every now and then. It's a love without end, amen. And I was like, I guess we're preaching on father's love. Because all week, I ain't been around nobody but fathers and sons. Starting off from Monday, me and Lane at the doctor. And I got the thing Tuesday, me and dad getting everything ready for Wednesday. Wednesday, me and dad gathering, sorting, shipping out cattle, talking to Jeremy, him sending his boy down there. I'm like, I ain't been dealing with nothing but fathers and sons all week. And then when we got to the sale Thursday, we actually, we sat there on the front row, and Jeremy, the guy that owns the barn, was sitting there behind us. And that little boy of mine just running around that ring the whole time. And I was getting kind of nervous because I was scared he was going to crawl up and hop over in there with him. And Jeremy said, just let that boy play. Let him go. He's fine. And I was like, yeah, you've been there. You get it. So I got to, as I was thinking about all that, I thought, well, what does the Bible say about being a father? And I tried to take some shortcuts because I was, you know, this all happened so, so quick. And I thought, well, I'll just, I'll just get on my phone and look at, you know, what's, what's the Bible say about being a father? You know what happens when you do that? A bunch of ads and a bunch of stuff, like just distractions, a bunch of pop-ups. And I thought to myself, this is a waste of time. Like, here I am trying to take a shortcut where if I'd have just done what I said I was going to do three weeks ago and gotten back in my word and stayed in my word and stayed in my study, I would be ready. But anyway, that was, that was just a sign to me. So what I did yesterday, so I had to find a quiet place. And it wasn't at our house. <laughs> wasn't at mom and dad's house because... <laughs> I tried that. I went back and forth two different times. And uh, finally, I was like, you know what? I'm going to the pastor because if I'm going to preach on what we've been doing all week and where that came from, I've got to go out there and get quiet. So that's what I did. I found my quiet place. And I was able to, to find some stuff. And, and I'm going to go over some scripture with you all that's going to lead back to what the Bible says about being a good father. So... Psalms 103, I left my glasses in the truck. Psalms 103, 13 through 17 says, can y'all hear me still? All right. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows that we are formed, and he remembers that we are dust. 
As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it, and it's gone, and its place remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him. And I went through a bunch of, a bunch of verses, and we're going to go through some more, but I, as I was reading those, I was just like, man, a father's love. Like, that's something. And it got me to thinking about, you know, <clears throat> about Dad and I spending time together and me and Lane spending time together and, you know, Jeremy and his boys working together and how neat that is. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap around something here at the end. But, man, the love we have for our kids, it's something. And, and I, you know, I never knew it until I thought I knew it when I became a parent. Then they get two, then they get three, then they get four. And it's like it just continues to grow and grow and grow. And then in Matthew 20, I think it's Matthew, no, Matthew 18. Matthew, I'm going to go with Matthew 7 first. I'm sorry, we're going to go to 7, then 18, if y'all want to keep up with me. So Matthew 7, verse 9 says, which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks, he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If, you then, if then, though you are evil, now how to give good, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those that ask him? Then Matthew 18 Verse 12. What do you think if a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away? Will he not leave the ninety-nine and go out to the hills to look for the one that wandered off? And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he is happier about the one sheep than about the ninety-nine that wandered off. In the same way, your Father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should be lost. So I just got to reading those uh, those scriptures about being a dad and thinking about God being a father. And uh, we're going to be out early today, y'all. Real early. Uh, and got to thinking about how special, you know, this week has been and getting to spend that time with my son and getting to see him experience, you know, that sale for the first time and how happy he was. And I thought, that God loves us so much that he let his son die. Not just let him, sent him. Knew from day one what his job was. And whew, that got me. That, I was like, Dad, gun, there ain't no way. Y'all ain't taking lane from me. You ain't getting Fisher. And for him to know, and you know, this, this is also our human nature, like as humans, we can't fathom 
what God did. We can't fathom what Jesus did, but he sent him as a guide for us that we can't live up to. We seek to, but we'll never live up to it. We'll never be worthy. We're never going to be good enough. But we have hope through him. And our only way to our Heavenly Father is through him. So, the moral of what I'm getting to, like I just said, it's just, it's unbelievable to me that he sent him down here, watched him grow, watched him experience all these new things as a child, as, as an adult, watched him, I can't imagine how proud he was seeing him preaching, uh, you know, preaching to these congregations, standing up to these Pharisees, all the stuff he did. To know that you've only got 33 years. Well, physical 33 years, because here we are today, obviously still speaking the words from Jesus, but the, mm, the, the love that he has to have for us to send that child down here to be sacrificed. It blows my mind, and I'm thankful for it because I know I sure couldn't do it. But I got one more here. So, oh, I had it. There it is. So then I got to, I got to thinking about, you know, we're, you know, we're not worthy, we ain't good enough, but we can't think about that as, as our earthly minds want us to. We have to think we have something bigger. We have Jesus. We have this hope. We got a chance. We can't do it on our own. So salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name, heaven given to men, by which we can be saved. And it's that simple. We don't have to... We ain't got to worry, and we ain't got to fret, and we're going to, but at the end of the day, it's just as simple as, I believe that Jesus died for me. I believe that God the Father sent him, and that he loves us enough that he let his only son die. That's a, that's a different kind of love right there. And it's one that I'll never be able to live up to. Y'all will never be able to live up to. None of us will be able to live up to. But we don't have to. All we got to do is just believe in Jesus. Try to be like him. Try to be better. Sorry, I'm not supposed to use that word try. I think I told you all about this here a while back, but Chelsea says as a therapist we can't say try. Do better. Be better. Live better. Believe. Trust. Pray. Stay in the word because that's another, another reason, y'all, that I, 
that I do get emotional and it, God, it makes me mad. But it's because when I'm getting ready for this stuff, boy, it starts speaking to me. And I tell you, every time, it's not coming from me. I didn't get through half of what I had written down on this paper. Part of it, a little bit. But when I feel, and, and me and me and Brent Burke, I wish he was here because I was going to use him today. Me and him had a good talk the other day, and we were talking about uh, about doing the the ninety day thing that I preached on last time that I haven't done. And he's like, "Man, I I, I want to do that." I was like, "I do too." I said, "He's like, you think maybe we could get together and do it in the mornings?" And I said, "And boy, that my heart sunk." And I said, "Brent, I wish we could." I said, but I got to be at work at four o'clock every morning. And by the time I get home, you're at the farm. And, you know, and here's the opportunity somebody trying to, as brothers in Christ, do something together and, and feed off each other. I said, but what we can do is hold each other accountable. I said, you're a busy man. I'm a busy man. I said, but we can hold each other accountable through this phone. And, uh, I, I was, you know, I just I felt guilty because I was like that was my opportunity there, and I was going to call him out today and see if he'd been doing it. But uh, because we haven't talked very much since then, but anyway, you know, what he, he said something to me. He said, "Uh, you know, we know." I said, "Brant, staying in the Word is is good for us, and it feeds us, and it fills us, and we feel so good when we do it." And he's like, "Why don't we do it more?" Because you know. It makes us feel so, we have so much stress, so much going on in our lives, and when we get in our word, we feel so much comfort and so much peace. Why would we not seek that more? I said, dude, that's a tough question, because we're humans, and we're parents, and there's stuff going on in life, and you know, why don't we pick up our Bible for 10 minutes a day and read it and get that comfort and peace, not just for us, but the guidance that we need for our families. And boy, that hit me hard. So with that being said, like I said, I wish Brant was here, but I bet he's listening to the radio because he always tells me he listens when he ain't here. But uh, as we go out, no matter how busy, y'all, I'm preaching to myself. I ain't telling this to y'all. This is for me. Pick up the book and take 10 minutes you know what, y'all Y'all call me and ask me this week if I've taken 10 minutes, because if I hadn't, I want you to scold me, because I've got 10 minutes when we dump a bell of hay off in that pasture to open that and read a little bit before we go and get the next one. I can make a little bit of time for Jesus when he gave everything for me. Now, that's all I got. If y'all will, pray with me. Father, thank you for this this message that you sent us. Lord, no matter the weather, the day, the temperature, we can find joy in everything because of you. So Father, you have given us an opportunity. You've given us you've given us everything, Lord. We owe it all to you. So as we go throughout this week, Lord, I ask that we think about you. We seek you. We praise you. And Father, that people will see your son in us as we go into the community at our homes, that Jesus will shine 
and that they will see him in us. Father, one thing I want to, another thing I want to pray for is these kids. We're so thankful for the children that you've given us. And Father, that as parents, we will not get caught up in all the chaos of our lives, but find peace in your word, guidance, so that we may teach them. Because if we don't, the world will. And Father, we ask that you be with us as we go throughout this week and help us to live out your name. In Jesus' name, amen.